So listen, Denzel Mims, I think that this receiving prop you have here makes all the sense in the world. If you've been paying attention to any of the news coming out of preseason and camps and everything so far, you understand that not only is Denzel Mims kind of on the outs, he might actually be out-out because apparently they're they're shopping him a little bit here. Um, under 525 receiving yards makes all the sense in the world to me. Denzel Mims, a second-round pick last year, is closer to being on somebody's practice squad this year than he is to seeing an NFL field. I mean, he started camp on the second string after being second string all throughout OTAs with this new coaching staff for the Jets. He's now reportedly on the third string, so not going to sniff the field. If he is still on the Jets roster because of his draft capital when the season starts, he's more likely to be inactive on game day or relegated just to special teams. So uh, his over-under of 525 receiving yards is much higher than what he finished with as a rookie last year. So, I mean, this you might he might have less than 100 yards this year with the situation yeah. that he's in. So give me the under all day, even though it's only 525 yards. Yeah, you know, I understand completely when when you take a look at that number. I mean, it's it's a guy that, again, might not be on the team. And if he is still on the team, might be a guy that's out there trying to tackle people on kickoffs and stuff. And so I am I'm with you there. For sure. Um, one of the other unders you have is also kind of around the situation with the guy. And this one's been a little bit under the radar. But Curtis Samuel has not practiced since uh, since like July the 1st or something like that. Like It's been a long, long time since he has practiced. And uh, as you point out here in our little handy dandy sheet that we're going off of that uh, they have been really quiet about this. They have not really talked about this all that much. But Curtis Samuel is a guy that uh, we don't know if we're going to see him anytime soon at all. Yeah, this is actually, we talked a lot about overs and waiting till closer to week one to bet overs, but this is an under I'm going to wait a little bit longer on to bet. Uh, he has a groin injury that the head coach, Ron Rivera, said there's no timetable for his return. Groins can be tricky, man, especially for receivers. You can't run if you have a groin injury. So, uh, that was after he was on the COVID list for a while. Their rookie third-round pick, Diami Brown, is getting some run here with the first team in the slot. So I'm going to be watching this injury closely as the season gets closer. And if he's still not on the practice field, I think there's a chance that he could actually be put on regular season pup, which would mean he misses the first six games, I believe. So I'm going to be watching this closely. I think that this could be an easy under 700 receiving yards win uh, if if – he's not going to be healthy to start the year. So uh, one of the plays for me from a receiving standpoint, and this is strictly just kind of correlated with what I was talking about earlier with uh, Joe Burrow. So if I believe that Joe Burrow is going to have an outside chance to lead the league in passing yards, and if I believe that his 4,200 that he's listed at right now could not only get beaten, but could get beaten by several hundred yards. Well, if we look and if we assume that Jamar Chase is going to be the alpha receiver there, if we assume that Jamar Chase is going to be the number one receiver for this team, then we have to start looking at the over on Jamar Chase. And I understand we had some outlier rookie seasons last year for receivers, and they had just absolutely ridiculously good years. But we are talking about a guy that is stepping in and pairing back up with his college quarterback that he had so much success with 
everybody is assuming and even words out of camp is that he is kind of stepping into that number one role even as a rookie ahead of T. Higgins. And of course, he'd be ahead of Tyler Boyd as well. Not that they're not going to see a fair share of action. They are. I expect all these guys to have big seasons. But uh, that, that it looks like Jamar Chase is kind of stepping into that wide receiver one role there in camp right now. The line you can find at, at, at MGM, it's 995. Uh, you can find a little bit lower than that as well. I think there's 949 and a halfs out there as well um, for for Jamar Chase. But if you believe that he's the number one receiver on a team that we think is going to be incredibly pass heavy on a with a quarterback who we think there's an outside chance could lead the league in passing yards. And also there's a big time lean to the over in 4,200 passing yards on the season then this is all a correlated play in that his number one receiver is going to have 11, 1,200-ish yards over the course of the season. That's just how it has to play out. And so uh, a correlated play there for me on Jamar Chase uh, on the over. Yeah, I don't hate it whatsoever. I mean, for all the reasons you said, we are big believers that if Joe Burrow is healthy, they are going to be – Closer to the leaders in the NFL in pass attempts versus the closer to the one of the most run heavy teams in the league. So I'm I'm all about this. I I am bullish on high volume passing in this Bengals offense. Let's talk about a guy that if you are in the fantasy community is starting to really get some buzz. A guy that I think is going to start rocketing up best ball draft boards here. But maybe uh, people, if they hadn't started paying attention quite yet, still a little early out there. What is uh, what's going on with Darnell Mooney? Darnell Mooney on the Chicago Bears has walked into an undisputed wide receiver two role on this offense next to Allen Robinson. Uh, the Bears traded Anthony Miller, their former second round pick. So Mooney is going to play close to 100 percent of snaps here in this offense and the over under for him is still being lined as if Anthony Miller is still on the team. In my opinion, uh, at 700 yards, I'm taking the over here and Mooney as a rookie had 631 yards last year with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky throwing him the ball. And if you follow fantasy yep. football, Twitter, you have seen countless videos of Darnell Mooney wide open last year and balls sailing over his head. So the guy is an, absolutely fantastic route runner he is a great separator as a receiver so with what I believe is an incorrect line right now given his projected increase in playing time I am all over the over 700 yards on on Mooney let's not forget they have they have a game with the Bengals they have two games with the Lions they have a game with the Raiders so we are talking bottom of the barrel pass defenses uh, they have a game with the Giants, uh, the New York football Giants late in the season. So there are several opportunities for not only him to to uh, be a major part in this offense, but like to put up big time games as well. I mean, we're talking some of the most poor pass defenses that you're going to find in the league. And then also the schedule's not all that easy. And again, from a wide receiver standpoint, if you find yourself trailing, you can't run the ball. You have to pass the ball. They have games against Green Bay, they have games at Tampa, they have a, they have games, you know, of course the two games that they play against Green Bay, they have games at Tampa, they play the 49ers this year, they have a game at Cleveland, they have a game at the Rams, I mean there is a pretty, some really difficult games on the schedule as well where they are likely to be trailing and throwing quite often and so I am with you, uh, like that number 
a ton. Uh, like this one as well, too. And I think, again, this is one of the this is one of those guys that, again, is just a product of the circumstance of things that are going on with his team. And that's Devontae Parker. Yeah, common thread here, right? We've been talking a lot about some role players in running backs and wide receiver props and just being able to pay attention to their playing time situations. Well, Devontae Parker is lined at 799.5 receiving yards this year. And what did the Dolphins do this offseason? They drafted Jalen Waddell in the first round at receiver, and they signed Will Fuller over from the Texans. And the reports are that Parker is being outplayed by Robert, or excuse me, Parker is being outplayed by Albert Wilson in training camp at this point. So uh, Parker last year, let's see, to, to hit the over on this Parker 799 yards, Let's look at what he did last year. It's 793 yards on 100 targets a year ago. So for me, it's hard to envision that he's going to get 100 targets again in this offense, given all of the other weapons that they added at receiver. Those moves to me indicate that they are just done with Devontae Parker having a big role in this offense. And if it's not just Fuller and Waddle taking snaps from him, it could also be Wilson taking snaps from him at this point. If you follow the reports out of Miami, even if Fuller were to get hurt, because he's not exactly the, the picture of health, Will Fuller. So potential downgrade in the passing efficiency for me, too, going from Fitzpatrick to Tua at quarterback. And this is a stat that you mentioned in the draft process with the Dolphins wanting to go out and draft a receiver. And you were dead on on that. Devontae Parker a year ago had just 2.1 yards of separation last year, which was tied for the third lowest in the NFL. So I think they're just done with Devontae Parker. I don't think he gets anywhere near the targets he had a year ago, and he's being lined to hit a number that he didn't even hit last year on 100 targets. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Give me the over on both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. And you were all over Ryan Tannehill earlier and like him a lot. And with all that, I think that that correlates pretty pretty easy to both of these guys getting over. If you like Tannehill over 4,200 passing yards, you pretty much have to like Brown and Julio over their receiving totals as well. You have a guy in Jonu Smith who is out of town. You have Corey Davis, who is not as talented as either one of those guys who went for 65 catches and 984 yards last year, and he's Corey Brown, by the way. He's not Julio Jones, and he's not A.J. I mean, he's Corey Davis. He's not A.J. Brown. He's not Julio Jones. And so when you look at kind of what I believe that, and this is just a gut feeling here, but 
you don't go out and trade for Julio Jones and continue to be the run first offense with Derrick Henry that you have been over the last couple of years. If I think it is naive to think that there's not going to be an uptick in passing volume for this team. It is a passing league. You went and you got a, you went and you got Julio Jones for a reason. Ryan Tannehill is one of the better deep ball throwers in the league over the last few seasons as well. I think that there's chance for AJ uh, for AJ Brown to have big chunk games as well to really beat it, like beat into this total in just a, a few games. It wouldn't surprise me if he has a couple of 200 yard games this year over the course of the season as well. And so with Johnny Smith out of town, Corey Davis out of town, Tannehill, what I believe to be an uptick in pass volume as well for this offense. Uh, I really like both of those guys on the over. And so uh, pretty bullish on this Titans offense, pretty bullish on this Titans pass game. So uh, I'll assume the injury risk with Julio, which by the way, that's built into the number here. Yep. So I'll assume the injury risk because we're always assuming injury risk anytime we play these things. And so I, uh, I really, really like those a ton. And let's just play devil's advocate here and say that the Titans don't pass more than they did a year ago. Well, they have close to 200 vacated targets from last year. And who are those targets going to go to? They're going to go to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. So there's also a path here that even if Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw for more yards, just the fact that the number of options has shrunk and they've added Julio Jones alongside of, uh, of A.J. Brown means that there are more targets from the pie to go towards these two top guys. So, again, another path to hit your overs. If we are also looking at another over here situation, um, I like Cooper Cup this year, and I kind of like all things Cooper Cup. If you look, the gigantic upgrade in getting to Matthew Stafford should open up a lot more stuff underneath for Cooper Cup because, oh, by the way, Matthew Stafford has an arm, and Matthew Stafford can throw the ball down the field, and Matthew Stafford can get deep. And what we're going to th- what we're going to see here, they brought in Deshaun Jackson for a reason, and that's to spread the defenses out. He's going to run. He's just going to take off running as fast as he can, and they're going to have to at least account for him. And that's going to open some stuff up for for Robert Woods and for Cooper Cup, and I think for Van Jefferson as well. I think Van Jefferson could end up having a sneaky good year. For this Rams team, it's just such a massive, massive upgrade from from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. And one of the things that we've seen in the past before, uh, Stephen, is, oh, by the way, when he had a dominant slot guy, there was a guy who used to have awesome seasons all over the place. His name was Golden Tate. And so when he had a really good slot guy, uh, Matthew Stafford knows how to work that slot guy as well. And so I like all things over on Cooper Cup. And so um, and I'm really and again, I'm also very bullish on this Rams team as a whole, if I think this team is going to be good, if I think they're going to be scoring a lot, if I think they're going to be moving the ball up and down the field, well, Cooper Cup is going to be a big part of that. And so uh, I'm pretty bullish on Cooper Cup stats as well. And the Rams, despite having Jared Goff, were still among the league leaders in pass attempts uh, in, in the in the Sean McVay era here. So, And also Cam Akers being out for the season at running back doesn't hurt the prospects of them right. being a little more pass happy as well. And finally, for you, you do have a Devontae Adams prop. Yeah, there's a there's a couple books out there that have a prop on who will lead the NFL in receptions. And I found Adams fourth on the board at plus 750, which to me is just insane. He should be second choice behind Stephon Diggs or co-favorite or the favorite in this category. 
the only reason he didn't lead the league in receptions a year ago is because he missed a couple of games. But, I mean, he is going to be at or near the lead in terms of targets this year. Again, with this Packers offense and Aaron Rodgers coming back, I just think the price of plus 750, a less than 12% implied probability, is a number that was posted when there was uncertainty around Aaron Rodgers. So at plus 750, I like the value there to go take a shot on Adams to lead the league in receptions. My final uh, little bit of advice here is listen to, over the next couple of weeks, listen to these beat writers, watch some watch some preseason games, go in and, and study some of the box scores as well, and look at some of the usage of some of these guys. Because there are guys that are listed in the receiving props specifically that may just be very, very bit-roll players and stuff. Like, we don't really know, but, okay, let me give you one example. A.J. Green is listed as, as a line right now. We don't really have any idea what his role is going to be for the Cardinals, whether he's even going to get, you know, how often he's even going to run routes and all the things like that. So there are little things that we can start to try and pick up here as camp gets going, as things start to leak out a little bit more. You know, is Mecole Hardman really stepping up and being kind of the true number two receiver there for Kansas City? If that's the case, his number's only 700 yards, and we know that if you believe in the projection system, Patrick Mahomes has projected over 5,200 yards on the season. So if his true number two receiver is only listed at 700 yards, then that's a it's an instant over. So just the, the little bit of nuggets that we can glean, the little bit of stuff that we can start to to start to put in our pocket here to make some of these bets as we get closer to the season. So just pay attention to preseason, pay attention to role changes, and pay attention to these beat writers who are out there watching practice every single day because there will be opportunities that open up as we head into the season. Could not have said it better myself. Another example with new coaching staffs, right? I mean, we can't just assume depth charts with new coaching staffs. Philadelphia is a good example of that. With the backfield there, the first assumption was the fact that they drafted Kenneth Gainwell would mean that he'd be the new Naheem Hines. Well, it's actually Boston Scott that's been getting the first team work, not just from the beginning of camp, but all throughout camp. So those little nuggets can give you a, not just glean into some props, but also usage. If, if Boston Scott is splitting work with Miles Sanders, then you should be running away from Miles Sanders over. So uh, the, I would just say the new coaching staffs in particular is where you really need to pay attention to this. Denzel Mims earlier in the pod was a perfect example of that. Guys, uh, everything we talk about, written content over at the lines, over at Play Picks. Please go in, doing some great work over there as we head into the NFL season. We're really excited about our NFL coverage as we got things coming up here. We'll have a uh, the weekly pod as we do every single week. We'll be adding stuff to the podcast kind of lineup as well throughout the course of the season. The video lineup is going to be super, super strong as well. So go in and subscribe and rate and review and do all the different things. Head to the YouTube channel and subscribe over there as well. Everything we do at the Lions and Play Picks is absolutely free. So take advantage of all that. And if you need a sports book as we head into uh, as we head into football season, again, we talk about comparing lines all the time. The best tool you can have is multiple outs. And so Go in over the lines, the very best signup offers you can possibly get anywhere on the internet. For Steven, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week. 